You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Rounding out the week. Happy Friday. Um, I am coming to you live from my bed. This is the first bedcast I've ever done, and it feels fucking right on the money today. I gotta be honest with you, I am not feeling great today. Um, but actually, I'm really down to do this, even though I'm not lying to you. I was deeply dreading this podcast. And I, I'm telling you right now, not dreading it in this moment. Actually, would prefer, prefer, I would prefer, because that's the new way I'm saying that word, to be doing this to sleeping, which is what I'm going to do right after this. But I actually, if someone was like, don't, you don't have to do the podcast today. Like, no one wants it from you. I'd be kind of sad because that's how badly I now want to talk now that I've started. So. Just giving you that heads up. But I want to be honest that I was dreading it because I've talked so fucking much today. I woke up early as hell to be on my ex-boyfriend's radio show, which I always enjoy doing, that you can listen to on The Arch. It's um, the name of the station. Called into that show, had some fun on air. Um, I don't know. I, I wasn't like fantastic, but I was really, because I was really depressed this morning and I woke up with a huge chip on my shoulder um on a kettle chip one of those really hard ones that like are the whole potato and they are they almost break your tooth when you bite into them that that chip not like a baked lay but like a fucking what the cape cod brand those are some tough kettle ones it's been so long since i ate a potato chip i honestly could be talking totally out of school here and not knowing my potato chips anymore maybe cape cod doesn't make hard crisps anymore do they call them crisps they call them that somewhere some in yeah in the uk they call uh they call fries chips and potato chips crisps i believe i could be i could be wrong um who cares nikki who cares i am in bed though and i was dreading this and let me just explain what i've done all day so i woke up got on did his radio show then i went at 10 a.m and i looked at an apartment with my dad but like before I went to look at an apartment, I was such a venomous bitch this morning. Good Lord. I mean, I was, I just, when I feel that sad inside, I become just fucking nuts in terms of like the things I'll say just to get a reaction. It's like you guys would really probably not recognize me. I mean, I can be so just morose and say the darkest things that are like worrisome. And I say them to get a reaction. I mean, I I just got done with therapy, so I don't want to get too much into it because I feel like I'll reveal too many things and I'm very raw right now coming out of therapy and I should have recorded this before I went into therapy, but my day filled up and I had no time until right now to record this. So I literally have dried tears all running down my face and my makeup's all jacked up, which I had to have makeup on because, okay, so I, I go see an apartment after I've been so mean to my mom. She went to the grocery store. Bottom line is my mom went to the grocery store because she's addicted to the discount food aisle. She just goes there every day to like see what discount food they have. And she doesn't walk anywhere else in the store. She doesn't want to go anywhere else in the store. She just wants to check out the discount food. She, had to, she, had a, she was on a time crunch too. She left to go to work thinking that me and my dad wouldn't be back by the time she got back to deliver the food that she went to go get. Because usually you just like come home. Sometimes you open the fridge and there's like a new batch of old food that has like you know the markdown orange tags that's like hey this is rotting eat it yesterday that tag so usually i just wake up and that food is like it's just there it appears because my mom doesn't tell us when she's going to the grocery store because she doesn't want to go to another aisle 
And it frustrates me because I need things at the grocery store sometimes and a whole trip to get like one thing. Like I really like this tofu cream cheese and I go through it like crazy. Like I pretty much am stopping myself from just eating it straight out of the container because it's so delicious and I love the consistency of cream cheese and it just is like, I'm just obsessed. I'm just like, so I just, she comes back home in the morning thinking we've gone, but I see her like storing her discount food so she can jet off to work and I just screamed at her. I'm like, you couldn't tell me, didn't scream, but I'm like, you couldn't tell me you're going to Deerberg's and like, just be like, hey, do you want anything? Do you need anything? She's like, I didn't want a whole goddamn list. I just didn't have time. I just was going to that aisle, Nikki. I'm just going. It was just like, became a fight. I saw my dogs look at me like, why are you using this tone, please? This is stressing us out. And it, like, you know, that look that I probably used to have as a kid all the time when my parents would fight in a similar fashion. And, um, and I just was like, I did not apologize. Usually I can get out of those things pretty quickly, but I would not let it down. And I like, you know, me, my dad and I had to go look at this place. So we just like left in a huff and my mom had to text me an apology. It's so embarrassing when your mom has to apologize first for something that you were a bitch about. Oof. So, and I barely even like accepted the apology because I was in the car and I'm just like not feeling it and was just like yeah whatever I was just like yeah sorry I yelled at you like I forget what I said but it was I mean I, I said sorry I yelled and I was nice and used exclamation points to convey that I'm happy and smiling when I sent it but I just said some really s sickening things this morning just to like make my parents know how depressed I am and it's not very nice because they are not the person you go to with those feelings you go to your therapist um who is teaching me how to voice my feelings and let myself feel my feelings and not feel, you know, embarrassed or um, shame about them. Because a lot of times I feel so sad and I feel like, okay, you have a roof over your head, you have parents who love you, you're healthy, um, all the things. And then it's like, oh, you're, you're getting sad because you have to go on tour and you're nervous about it. And you're nervous about performing and that you might not be what everyone wanted you to be and they might buy tickets and then you're not as good as they thought you were going to be and then they'll tell you about it in a tweet or they'll like that's my biggest problem right now or oh you know you someone wants you to write a book and you just can't do it oh poor little baby oh your hair is a little thin and no one really notices but it feels like a lot's coming out in the brush oh my god your life is so sad. And my therapist is teaching me not to mock those feelings like I just did for the last minute and a half, but to just like be like, yeah, this shit, it's stressful. It's stressful. And my dad this morning, classically, it's work. Sometimes you have to work. Sometimes you don't want to work because I'm like, I don't want to go on the road again. I stand up. I'm not good at it anymore. I don't have the energy to get good at it anymore. Da, 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 da. He's like, would you go rather go work as a cashier? And I'm like, yes. At a desk job? Yes. And you know why? And I truly mean that. And I know you're like, no, you wouldn't. And you're probably right. I obviously wouldn't give it all up. But I envy jobs that don't follow you after you're done with them. And I know you guys get reviewed. I'm, not, I'm talking to people that have these kinds of jobs. Like you have reviews on your job and you feel like you need sometimes there's a lot of pressure. And that sometimes work does come home with you because you steal from the grocery store you work at. But or the Abercrombie. But um. I feel like when I am going out and doing the road, like the, I don't know if it's the pressure of what people are going to say afterwards that weighs on me. I don't know if that's truly it. 
It's also having to put together cute outfits and dress up. You guys know I struggle with that. Like putting on makeup, trying to look cute for Instagram pictures. Oh my gosh, I got to take Instagram pictures. It's dealing with being on a bus with my two closest friends. One of whom I'm, I picked a fight with last night. Shout out to Andrew Collin. Like, I am on the fucking warpath. I, have I apologized to Andrew yet? Nope. Do I owe him one? Yep. I'm literally not talking to Andrew Collin right now um, because we got in a fight last night on his Instagram. It's ridiculous. And I started it because I'm a bitch. And I have to apologize and I really don't feel like it. I really just want to be more. I just want to be in the right, but I'm totally not. And it sucks. Don't you hate it? I mean, that's my whole story all day. But then I told my therapist about it and she's like, you just want everyone to feel as sad as you do. And it's like, it's true. And that's not nice. And it's not that I want them to feel as sad. I want them to understand how much I am in pain. Like maybe it is I want them to be as sad because our fight wasn't about me being like, my life is hell. It was more like me just being a, a cunt. Um so anyway, I have to make that amends. That's going to be fun. But Andrew always accepts apologies pretty well and is just silly right afterwards. So I'm not worried about it. It's funny because Anya's... I'm going on tour, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> I made a decision today after talking to my agent and waffling on it for so long. It's announced tomorrow. Playing four cities. The dates are August 27th through um, August 30th. 27th, 28th. 29th and 30th. I can't tell you the date of the 30th yet because it's being announced on Monday. But the first three dates are Pittsburgh. It's in a town outside of Pittsburgh called Butler. Oceanport, New Jersey will be Friday, August 28th. And then Cape Cod, Massachusetts, West Yarmouth to be exact. At the at the Yarmouth drive-in on Cape Cod will be on that Saturday. And then Sunday is a, a date in that neck of the woods that will be announced on Monday. On Monday's podcast, I'll let you guys know. If you want to get tickets to those shows, they are on sale at NikkiGlazer.com. Um, some of them are drive-ins. You're in your car. Some of them are like on the lawn and you'll be in like a bubble. And yeah, I'm just going to try my best for you guys. I'm not promising fucking anything on this tour except me trying the best I can not having toured for the past four months and only doing, you know, two weekends. And there's going to be singing. There's going to be dancing. There's going to be comedy, of course. And we're going to throw a lot of shit at the fan and see what happens. But to, truth be told, it's a lot of pressure because it's truly the only entertainment that is coming to these towns. I mean, St. Louis has no entertainment to go see. There's nothing here. If this came to St. Louis, I'd be going to it as a fan. If any stand-up com comedy came to St. Louis, I mean, I'm going to do stand-up comedy tonight. But if an outdoor thing that is actually socially responsible, everyone's going to do it. And so I just feel like that's going to more people are going to come to the show than are actually fans of me. And then they're going to like hate me and um, want to leave. And I talked to Burt Kreischer about doing drive-in shows. And he's like, I'll tell you this. It's awkward when someone leaves early. <laughs> and it made me think of a car just like trying to back up. At, and it's they're in the middle of like a bunch of parts, like just someone pulling out their car and driving off is so much worse than just a person that you can convince yourself is going to the bathroom, you know, when it's in a theater. So I'm going to look forward to that and I'm just going to wrap my head around it and get on board. And I'm going to the St. Louis Funny Bone tonight and I'll probably be there t tomorrow night, which is when this podcast will come out and on Saturday. I'm not really advertising it, but I am going to go work on some material for the tour because I can't go up empty handed. And you guys, I'm just, oh, I just pulled out three hairs. 
three hairs. That's the problem right now is that at a time, three hairs are coming out. It's not just one here and there. Every time I go, it's three. Oh boy. Keep sending me your pictures. They make me feel so much better. And by the way, when you, I've noticed this thing and I noticed today when my producer Noah sent me her hairs and she sent me her friend's hairs. When you clump them together and like roll them up and maybe even if you like put them on your wall, they always end up looking like sad women, like kind of dancing because there's always like a part of it that looks like a head. If it's like one strand or up to like five strands, it doesn't look just like a ball. It can look like things and you can actually mold it to look like one time I made my hairs look like a woman crying, just like bent over in the shower crying, ironically enough, over the hair that she is that is lost. Um... So I'm going to the Funny Bone tonight. I'm going to try to take a nap before I go. I really don't know when I'm going to stand stage. But I started at the Funny Bone. It was the first place I ever performed. So it's kind of like open mic night. I'm just going to go up there, have a lot of loose ideas, no pressure to be perfect, which feels great. Um, and yeah, I don't know what I'm going to talk about, but we'll see. I think a lot of things from my Kimmel appearance that did not make it to that, I'm going to use... Um. So I'm going to look at Google documents. I'm so disorganized though when it comes to notes, you guys. Like it's it's humiliating. I am so jealous of anyone who can keep track of their their comedy and like has notebooks where like you know where this is and you like mine is just all in my head and jumbled around and I wrote down a couple notes on my phone like you know I, yesterday I shared the seesaw thing with you guys which is yeah that's going to work itself into a uh, probably a 15 minute closer just based on seesaws actually Jim Gaffigan could probably do a, a bit about seesaws that would be 15 minutes long Jim Gaffigan I think is my favorite comedian by the way I haven't talked about that yet but over the quarantine I've been getting back into stand-up and he's truly the goat he's Gary Goleman Jim Gaffigan in terms of like jokes per minute per subject those two for me are there's no one there's no one else like dissecting a bit in the way that those guys do. Brian Regan, um, their approach to comedy is just like enviable and how the perfection of it it's in the, the precision is just, ah, man, I, I don't even like to, I really can't watch them because it's so far from what I'm going to be able to do for so long. I get to that kind of precision. I can kind of touch it, but for me, it comes about from just doing it a bunch. It doesn't come from like doing stand up every night. It doesn't come from me working during the day and, and fine tuning jokes, taking words out, looking that at them on the screen, saying them to friends. Like I, this is just a solo thing I do. And the only way I get good is performing. And I have to change my style because I have to start because I can't perform every night. I just don't have the energy because then after I'll tell you about the rest of my day after this. But I want to tell you about the apartment I saw. I want to tell you about um, the other shows I did today because I did a lot and and I'll talk to you a little bit about therapy. Why not? And maybe we'll get to, oh, what did I want to get to? Well, I wanted to get to depression yesterday. <laughs> you guys are like, um, I think we just covered it, Nikki. Well, I have more to say, actually. I do. Maybe I'll get to it. It might be needed to be saved for another time. And I'm going to read a little bit of a uh, damage from you guys. So that's what we should call it. It sounds like I'm saying damage like a girl that like talks like this, but I'm saying DM edge like DMs. But yeah, we're going to get into the damage. Um, damage. And after this, see you in a sec. Welcome back to the show. Um, just wanted to read a DM from yesterday. Let's kick it off. 
uh, no, actually, this was today, but you're yesterday. You understand. This is from Nicole. Thank you so much. Girl, I listen to your pod probably daily. Probably, Nicole. Probably. Just kidding. And I always want to DM you during it because I feel like we're friends. And then when I go to do it, I'm like, oh, yeah, not actual friends. Ha, ha, ha. Girl, I feel that so hard about so many different people. I'm so flattered that you feel that way about me. She goes on. But I also relate hard to love on the spectrum and was going to thank you about recommending it. Was going to think about recommending it to you last week and you posted about it the next day. Ha ha. But I also hate those cottony silk blankets and would get to preschool every day and rip my tights off and hide them in my cubby because I hated the way they felt. So I feel you in all of that. Ha ha. I'm sorry, Nicole. I'm not being very generous with your ha ha's. They're totally appropriate in print. But like when you read them out loud, it does sound ridiculous and that's not your fault. Um, yeah, I thank you so much for relating to the cottony things and how they feel terrible on your skin and how it would freak you out. Um, and Love on the Spectrum. Yeah, it's a great fucking show and everyone needs to watch it. You know how I feel about that show. Um, yeah, I feel like obsessed. At some, I was talking to my therapist today and I was even like thinking about some of the things, the places my mind goes. I just relate. I don't know that it's spectrum but I relate to the people on that show because their mind works in ways that other people can't understand and you just feel like you're you are living an experience that you can't articulate and you can't bring people you can't get people to understand how you're feeling and so you just lash out and throw a temper tantrum which is what I did this morning and, and last night it's just like you just start a fight because you want any kind of reaction to be like this is how I'm feeling I feel crazy and that's a lot of times autistic kids are like throwing themselves about I think and like you know scratching their faces or whatever it is because they have this like feeling inside that they want to be able to get out um so yeah that show is super relatable on so many levels and like I just learned that someone sent me another article thank you to the person that sent me the thing about listening to music that's depressing and how it's not good to do if you're a depressed person fascinating article let me pull up what it said so apparently if you're if you like sad music when you're sad that's okay that's not a red flag if you're depressed and when you're depressed you like to listen to depressing music there's a difference because normal people when they get sad and they want to listen to a sad song they can listen to a sad song and it can actually help them feel their sadness and then they can get on the other side of it right but then depressed people what it found I'm just paraphrasing but this is what it found is that depressed people get validate validation for their feelings through music that everything's shit that nothing will get better and you should just keep feeling the way you feel and that's not good and everyone, both happy, both normal people who are sad and de depressed people who are sad, when they listen to happy music, it always makes them feel better. So happy music is hard to listen to sometimes, especially for me when I'm feeling sad, but it's, it's good to do. I was talking to, about this theory earlier today on the podcast with, I've, been, I've done so many fucking podcasts this week, you guys. I did two today that were each an hour and change long. I did two yesterday, two the day before. It's just like so much podcasting. And then plus my own podcast every day that ends up being, you know, 40 minutes to an hour. So it's a lot. And today I was talking to my ex-boyfriend's friend who lives in Australia. He's awesome. His name is Jack Post and he has a um, a podcast and man he asked some he was an amazing host he I learned a lot from him in terms of like his he did his research he's asked good questions that really are gonna make for like great like screenshotable moments 
at one point he goes, now Nikki, I, he's talking to me about like how I talk about sex and like how I'm comfortable with that. And then he goes on to tell me that he's heard me have sex before. <sighs> and I am so humiliated by that. Like I am among friends who used to like have to stay the night at my place and like I slept with my boyfriend in places that other people were in you've heard me have sex because I like to have sex when I would sleep with my boyfriend and I'm loud and I didn't know that I was as loud as I am I really didn't I'm not one of those people that wants other people to hear them have sex I am I yes I I I don't mind if a stranger were to hear it or something like at a hotel room. Although I just think it's annoying at one point. At first, it's like fun to hear people have sex and you go, oh, my God. And then you're like, OK, shut the fuck up. Stop rubbing it in. So, like, I understand the appeal of, like, maybe being a little bit loud for a little bit just to, like, get other people excited for you. But your friends, your family, your boyfriend's family, I don't want them hearing me having sex. Your boyfriend's friends. So it was humiliating when this guy said, I've heard you have sex. Like, I truly wanted to, like, die. And it was great radio, though. And we talked it out. Um, but I was like, why is he so... Why is he setting up that I'm a sex comic? Like, why is he talking about that so much? I just thought he was, like, titillated by my material and, and maybe a person that's like, wow, she talks about sex a lot. Because also, I'm always talking about his friend whenever I'm talking about having sex. And mostly, I'm talking about having sex with one person who happens to be one of his best friends. So maybe that's why. But no, it's because he's heard me have sex before. I haven't heard me have sex in so long. I I don't relate to being someone who used to be loud during sex. I'm glad I was loud all those years because I've been silent for so long. Need to scream it out. Um, yeah, so that was, that was pretty interesting. And then I did another podcast of this girl who is in the WWE. Her name's Alexa something fuck it's like it's called uncool with alexa i'm really apologize for not knowing her name right now if you follow the wwe you know her she's like a smackdown champion alexa bliss i knew it. it was like is that her real name if that's her real name that's incredible at one point in the thing she was talking about how she loves lance bass and i was like you look like him and that got a little awkward i didn't mean that she looked like lance bass like i was honestly saying it as a compliment like Oh, we're attracted to people we kind of look like. But then she, it just looked like I was saying she looked like a dude, which I obviously have issues with. Whenever someone makes a comment that I look like a dude, I get really upset, even if they have a good point. So I don't know why I did that to her. But I, I had to back out of that one. I'm like, I look like a Hanson. Um, I think I said I look like Zac Efron, actually, to her. which I kind of, Anya Marina once told me that I did, and I was so flattered by that. But she's like, that's why you're attracted to him so much. It's because you look like him. And she's, it's not wrong. Like, he does have blue eyes and, like, uh, we have similar eyes. I can see it. He's so hot. I can't even fucking take it. And the other night we were watching his show. It's just so funny how I don't want to be mean about his show because I do think that I he'll be my husband one day and I'll feel really bad. But I do, there's something appealing about it. I mean, it's not – it's not – he's just so – adorable that the things he thinks are interesting and the things he laughs at, like he's just so easily excitable and easily interested in things. It's really sweet and endearing and you guys just have to see it. I mean, I really recommend just watching it once and just seeing what you think and seeing the things he thinks are cool. And like, it's just, it's just funny. And, uh, he just seems really nice. But anyway, I'm like, I think he's like the hottest guy that's ever lived. And I hate to make this podcast like me just talking about hot guys, but sorry. 
Um, and I told my mom, I was like, mom, isn't he just like perfect? And she's just like, I don't see it at all. Like she could not, she was like, no, not even close. I'm like, you don't see it at all. Like get the fuck out. I am not alone. I'm thinking Zac Efron is like so hot that I can't take it. But like I said, I was going on and on about how hot he was one night on my Instagram and being like, it reminds me that I'm not gay. And then a lesbian, several lesbians wrote to me saying, no, he's the, he's the only exception. He transcends um, sexual proclivity, gender proclivity. Everyone's attracted to him. That doesn't mean you're not gay. And I'm like, God damn it. So close. Um, so I watched, I think we watched that last night. Did we? What did we watch last night with my parents? saw an apartment today um, that is pretty nice. It is like a fourth of my rent in New York. The place is as big as my place in New York. It's in a nice location. It's above a popular grocery store. Like it has all these amenities and things I like about it, but I'm just like, what am I just going to move in here and just like sit around and stare at a wall? And that's not what's going to happen. I'm just going to get a full life. And there's a big park nearby. That's, you know, bigger than central park actually. Shout out to Forest Park in St. Louis. You're bigger than Central Park. It's just a fact. Um, but I'm just like, ugh, moving just seems so daunting. I'm going to see three other places on Saturday. And um, I don't know. I don't like carpeting in apartments. It just it makes me feel like it's dirty. I just want hardwood floors so everything looks clean, even though it's just going to be a mess as soon as I get in there. I'm going to try to keep it nice. I'm going to get nice furniture. The whole thing. I don't know where to even begin with that, but um, I am going to decorate it nice, even though I'm going on the road and it's going to be an excuse for me not to get my life together. Um, oh my God. Just got another email. Emails just keep pouring in. They never stop. Glaze has got to go lay down for a nap. I don't know what material I'm going to be doing tonight. Let's look and see what I have to go through. Um, oh, here's one where people post on Instagram where they'll be at like a party. They're like drunk with their friends and they take a picture and they look hot in it. And they'll always be like, happy birthday, Kristen. We love you so much. And you're like, Oh my God, this must be a throwback because they're all like hanging on each other and like drunk and happy and like breathing in the same air and just like spewing droplets everywhere. And then it's, you realize it's not because they go chill out everyone for everyone who's wondering, we all quarantined for two weeks separately and were tested before we hung out. And it's like, no, you didn't stop lying. Yes. We're all doing things that are a little bit, you're gambling here and there. You're taking chances. I'm going to the funny bone tonight and performing. I'm going to expose myself to droplets. We're all doing things that are like a little bit reckless. Be honest. You did not. Everyone at that drunken party of 22 year olds did not quarantine for two weeks beforehand and then all get a throat swab and wait three days. And then and there's just no way. Stop lying. So there's some joke there. Um, again, we have the social distance seesaw. That's going to be a, a huge 15 minute chunk. And I can't wait to really, you know, work on that one and, and give it the, the love it deserves because it can really blossom into just such a profound bit that people are going to pass along for years to come. What if I actually do write a bit about seesaws that becomes my legacy? It could happen. Um, dry humping. I want to talk about that. Uh, I, I think I've already touched on it in sub in, in specials before, but I just think that I really want to give a, a final push for it to like really make a resurgence. Cause I think we need it more than ever. Um, I wrote down the line, uh, keep it dry. I already am. Um, let's see. I want to talk about fat people on planes and not the way you think. 
I want to do a public service about if you're someone who makes a groaning sound when a fat person sits next to you on a plane. I don't know how I'm going to make this funny, but I feel like people need to be fucking shamed for ever making a fat person feel bad about being fat. If you've ever... Like uh, apparently a thing that people do to fat people is like they act like they're not there and then they'll they'll like bump into them to like in line or just try to make them feel big and in the way. So they'll like bump into them and go, oh, sorry, I didn't see you there. Or like, whoa, taking it like they'll that's what people do. And I know you're like, who would ever fucking do that? Trust me. Talk to your friend who is talk to your fat friends. And I'm saying that with love. Talk to your fat friends. Ask them. What it's like to be, I don't know that the, what I've heard, I just want to speak up for people and maybe that isn't the right, um, the right cause to, to take. And I don't know how I'd approach it, but I just put that in my phone. Cause I'm like, I want to, I want never nary a fat person ever on a plane to sit and feel guilty about being fat on a plane because guess what? It sucks being fat on a plane. And I'm really sorry you have to be in that. The chairs aren't made for you and that there's little bitches on either side of you making, going, <sighs> making that noise fuck you if you're on a plane and oh i paid for my seat and she's spilling over into it do you think she wants to be do you think he wants to be do you think he will just stop eating do you think they have a choice do you think anyone wants and and i don't mean to say that the do you think anyone wants to make you feel that way make strangers like sigh at them loudly of course not everyone's struggling get the just shut up but people do that shit all the time and it and the thing is you don't think it's happening I don't know why I'm suddenly going off about it. And I've said nothing funny yet, but like this is the challenge of the stand-up comedian is to take something like that and try to make it funny. That's why I think we should have anorexics sit next to people who need more space on planes. We should take, we should weigh everyone. I'm just kidding. But I used to think when I was anorexic, I was like, I hope I get sat next to a person who needs more room because I don't mind it. And I never have. And even if I do need all my room, I will never mind it. You could always sit next to me, fat person on a plane. I'm, like, come sit by me on a Southwest plane, middle seat. Even if there are other aisles available, I don't care. Sit down next to me. I won't make you feel bad, for, even for a fucking, uh, not even a second. Um, so maybe that's something. But to try to make that funny, who knows how. I wrote down, this is beyond sleeping. I don't know what that means. Oh, this is beyond. No, that's what I wrote. Down. These are Paris Hilton notes. She said that a lot in her documentary, which I can't wait for you guys to see. But she'd be like, beyond. Like, you're, do I look beyond like it means bad and I forgot that I wanted to start using it but it's really fun to use in one scene she's like crying and she's like do I look beyond and it was like and her assistant was like no you look beautiful I mean she looked so beautiful but beyond almost sounds like a good thing but when like Paris is like like right now my life is fucking beyond like it's I feel beyond inside and I wonder if Beyonce would be would hear me say I feel beyond and be like no you don't bitch and I did not say that in any kind of like trying to sound like Beyonce. But you know my whole theory about when people's names are like in things. That was just a callback to that. Weird car man, I wrote down. Don't know what that means. Don't know what that means. Trying to catch a lizard. Oh, that was an old bit I was working on. Reminding myself of that. Um, I compare trying to find a boyfriend to trying to catch a lizard. And then you grab their tail and it falls off and you get left with like this stupid tail. And comparing that to something. Maybe I did that in my special banging. Because that used to be connected to the necklace joke. Hmm. Um, bodily function feeling guilty for. Don't know what that is. Oh, there's one I did there. Okay. I see a couple jokes that are going to be good. You guys will hear them eventually. Yeah. So there's something here. I'm feeling a little bit more hopeful just looking through my notes right now. Thank you for letting me look through them. What else did I say I was going to talk to you about? 
other podcast I did today. Um, depression. I did listen to this awesome podcast called The Wonderful World of Depression or The Hilarious World of Depression, some kind of world of depression. And every celebrity you've ever known has been on it and talking about their depression. And God, it made me feel great. Um, I listened to Jeff Tweedy's episode, who is the lead singer of Wilco, who I love so much and whose songs I always feel so connected to because they are so depressing and they come from the same mind. I walked you through some yesterday, I think. Or maybe I deleted that podcast. I did two podcasts for you yesterday and one didn't make the cut. It was like a full one. So I, I really apologize if I referenced that one at all. But anyway, Jeff Tweedy's music, he did a, an interview on this show and it was just like so great to hear him talk about his alcohol use and his uh, drug use and how he quit drinking because he quit drinking at the age of 22 but he almost saw that like drinking was just dealing with his I mean it's always dealing with your anxiety but like that was it, it wasn't that he was an alcoholic and like loved getting drunk he just like had no other way of managing his feelings at the time and he felt so bad and he was also talking about getting migraines and how those would come on and those were maybe he admits that maybe he was bringing on the migraines subconsciously to get attention and to to get um, out of things because when you have a migraine you don't have to do things and I thought that was very interesting I never hear anyone who goes through anything admitting that it might be in their head which does not mean you're weak if it's in your head it's, it still doesn't take away from the pain of a migraine even if you invented it in your, your subconscious so let's all be open to the fact that we might be feeling physical pain because of our mental pain um, my dad has sciatica right now and I'm trying to get him to read that book about how back pain is all in your head but boy is it hard to get someone to convinced of that because when you tell someone something's in their head they go how dare you i'm not crazy and it's like it doesn't mean you're crazy it's just what your body is doing to handle the mental anguish of whatever you're going through right now my dad's like i'm not stressed about anything and i'm like well mom and i got into a screaming match today and then you and i had to go look at an apartment and act like that didn't happen so that might have been kind of stressful the the quiet car ride on the way to the apartment where I stopped and got a Starbucks so it could break up the tension. That one where you had to get out of the car because your back was hurting so badly. Wonder why I was flaring up because you have a bitch of a daughter living at home and you're really worried about her never leaving. Don't worry. I'm on my way out. I got to go. I got to take a nap before my show tonight. Thank you guys so much for listening. We had a great week of shows. At least I did. Uh, so many emails about folklore, so many DMs about t Taylor Swift and wanting to talk more about it. I might do a special edition episode of just Taylor Swift. So like, if you don't want to hear it, you don't have to just for Swifties. I don't know what's going to happen yet. I was on Carlisle Forrester's podcast yet. And I really talked about folklore and how much it means to me. So I, I'll steer you to that clip when it becomes available. But, um, all right guys, I gotta go have a great weekend. Get tickets to my show if you're in those areas and lower your expectations of what I can bring to you as a performer, even though I'm going to try my very, very best. And I, I hope you enjoy yourself. It's called the bang. My tour was called the bang it out tour. And now it's called the bang it outside tour. So go get tickets to that. NikkiGlazer.com. And um, I'm also selling merch that these shirts with hearts on them are still available. The rest of the shirts are kind of sold low options. But in my opinion, the shirts with the hearts on them are cooler than the other shirts. And I they were designed by Matt Moust, who is like a graphic designer in L.A. And they're just cool as fuck. And if you even if you didn't like me, you'd still like the shirt. 
And so I think I recommend people getting it. Marion is on that shirt. It's a, like a black shirt with pink hearts on it. And if I were if I were a consumer, that's the one I would want to get of me. But that's just my opinion. They're like 40% off now. I don't need the money. I just would, would I'm just giving you a heads up if you want to get a shirt. Um, while you're there, getting tickets. Uh, I hate promoting myself. It's so uncomfortable. Thank you for listening. Sincerely, you guys are the best. Uh, have a great weekend. Be safe out there. Squirt, squirt, jackpot. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. 